Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan, and my friend Kendra and I are part of a ministry called His Beloved of Texas. We put on retreats and events for women in the city of Austin to bring them to Jesus and let them experience Him and His love. And we live across the street from each other. Between the two of us, we have 10 kids, and we get to do life together. It's super fun, and we want to invite you in as part of our life. Scripture tells us that hope does not disappoint, and we want to bring you stories of how the Lord has worked in women's lives, men's lives, so that you can know that God is moving and working in your life too. We want to bring you hope. Hey guys, and welcome back. I'm Megan, and this is the second part of our conversation with Esther Caswell. Esther is a wonderful friend to Kendra and I, and just almost like our little spiritual leader. Last week, I called her our own Joan of Arc, and today I get to tell you why. She just, she's so good at fighting for people, fighting for those who are in, who are hurting and in pain and saying, you know what, this doesn't have to define you. And we're going to unite your sufferings with, with Jesus on the cross. And we're going to walk through this pain. So much so that last year, she was just constantly hearing stories of heartache and pain from people because that's just kind of who she is to so many of us. And she was thinking, you know, we need to really up our game. We need to up our prayer game and we need to fight because we're in the middle of a spiritual battle and we're going to fight. So she went and she ordered herself a sword. Now, not like a little kid sword, like pirate sword or, you know, ninja sword. Like this is a real sword, metal. She engraved a beautiful Latin phrase on it. Like it was real deal. So she shows up at our house and you know, we have a bunch of kids and we're always in the front yard and Esther gets out of her car. And every time Esther's car drives up, the kids all get so excited anyways, because they love Esther, but she gets out and she has this huge, huge sword in her hand. So the little boy next door, Luke had never met Esther before. And so the first time he sees her, she has this huge sword and his eyes got so big. And he said, Chester, can I touch your sword? And then after that, every time we saw them, he would say, is Chester going to come back with her sword? Bless his heart. We never had the courage to tell him her name is actually Esther, (laughs) but he was so excited. And then Esther brought her sword to our His Beloved event. It was Be Still, and she was the speaker. And I, I remember at that event, she said, I want you guys to get rid of your plan. Whatever your plan is, throw it out the window. We're not going to have a schedule. We are not going to have, you know, everything broken down into 10, 15 minute increments. We're just going to have big chunks of time for the Holy Spirit to move. And Kendra and I were a little bit scared by that. Her husband was even more scared. Chris was like, there's no way you can put on an event without a schedule. We're like, you know what? We trust Esther. We do. And she was exactly right. She gave us a place for the Holy Spirit to move in that room. And it was beautiful in adoration, the way the women opened their hearts up to the Lord. But before that, she gave a killer talk. And in the middle of it, I thought, is she going to bring her sword? Is this going to happen? And sure enough, she went back over there and she pulled that sword out and she waved it all over the place and told those women to pick up their swords and start praying. That's who our Esther is. Super fun. So today... She goes a little bit deeper with us and we get to talk about being vulnerable. Like, what does it mean to be vulnerable with the people around us? Are you vulnerable with your friends or your family members? How about with yourself? I think some people, it's really hard for us to even be vulnerable in our own hearts or with the Lord. So we get to talk about some of that today and and reflect on how can we allow people in 
And how can we be a place for others to be open? So that's what we're talking about when this starts on this episode. So I hope you enjoy it and we'll see you later. Like in the places where I know like, okay, this is where I, I am closing down. Like I am not open to that. Whatever it is, it could yeah. be, um, the places we're not open to intimacy, whether with God or with their spouses, with their children, with whatever. What would you say to the person who, um, I'm just thinking of someone in particular, um, is just completely comfortable there, happy there in the place of receiving of no, of staying protected and okay. guarded and shut off. Mm-hmm. Um, are they really like, happy like there? A, like a commercial, if you will, to entice them to open up, you know? Right. Um, like, what's what's better on the other side, you know? Yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you. You're on the other side of that because mm-hmm. that's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I talk about, speaking of going back to a true heart, I think there's been, for many years, women have been driven from their own hearts. And we're on the, the journey back in. So, um, we can, I think, survive. I haven't been able to do it because I think that there's something that almost like I feel kind of tricked by God. Um, I haven't been able to, to do that like thing where you fake everything's great, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, just like, oh, it's all wonderful. Like, I'm just not good at it. Maybe yeah. it's just the way I was like wired. I don't know. But I've seen people there. I'm amazed. Like they just keep going. Like it's all like, there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, like everything's fine, but it's funny because actually when you're around people like that, there's almost like a violence to it yeah. because when you have decided like that it has to all be okay, kind of in control, then you might, it might look really good. Even on Instagram, I'll probably look really amazing, like super great. Like, <laughs> wow. And all the other mothers will be so envious and they'll be like, and then they'll find out like comments like, Hey, there's no way, but, but, but who is that one that's willing to, to win this person's heart? Yeah. And, um, it's interesting because I'm, I'm consecrated to Christ completely. And that puts me in a position where I'm not a mother with children. Mm-hmm. And so I can receive kind of like, there is so much comparing that happens, whether we say it or not, like whether we really admit it or not, it happens. Mm-hmm. And what are going to, people going to compare with me? Like, it's great. Cause I'm like a mess. So <laughs> it's like, nobody's going to be like, Oh, is that where you send your kids to school? Like, or yeah. that's how you discipline. It's kind of like, oh, you're a mess. So I can tell you that I'm struggling. And so I've had the privilege to receive people in those places of pain. Mm-hmm. I think the best way, maybe it's not about speaking directly to that person, but maybe we need to be a person who can receive that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give them a place to land. And maybe that's, that person is us and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So how do we become a person that can receive people's weakness? Am I demanding like perfection of people in some way? Because I need to know that some people are perfect so I can keep going. Or I'm okay with the fact that we all are just a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, let's just follow the creed of being, you know, universally messy. No, th- the whole point is like, I'm a mess. And so I need Jesus. Like, that's the mm-hmm. greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's not like, I'm not just staying there. It's not like, you know, psychiatry, like navel gazing, like, oh, we're all just broken. Let's just all be broken together and just right. talk about how broken we are. No, it's, I can't put myself together. And you know what? I can't be super mom or like I can be super mom for a while. So everyone looks like 
and thinks I'm a super mom, but when I go to bed at night, I feel so alone. And I long for, like, sisterhood and true female friendship. But, like, the expectations of the world have not allowed me to even let down that guard. Mm-hmm. It's usually suffering that lets down the guard. And mm-hmm. guess what? We're all getting it, so I, I think we're going to be yeah. fine. <laughs> but um, I, I think that that's um, a mercy of this time. Mm-hmm. So, because people are stretched in ways that have never been stretched before. And things are insecure in ways they've never been insecure. Like, we, prior to what's happened in the last year... There's the ability to say everything's fine has been pretty good, but I don't think people are saying that as much anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that how do we become a person that people can be weak with? Um, first of all, like allowing Jesus to receive you in your weakness um, and allowing your own brokenness to not, like not hiding it. It's not not like you have to tell everybody all your business, but yeah, but there shouldn't be two yous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's ways that we're professional or we do things, but there's, there shouldn't be like, there should be one of us. Like that's where peace is when there's one of us. And I think when you see somebody who's free to be themselves, you feel more free. Mm-hmm. So how do I create a culture of freedom within my own heart? Then in my home will be a home where people can come and fall apart. And that's what homes are for. What is a home? It's a place where you can fall apart. That's what's the problem. We don't have homes anymore. So nobody can fall apart. And then we have a ton of mental illness because what is mental illness? It's an inability to live in reality. So you have to create another reality. Mm -hmm. So we're creating a world that like is pressing people to the furthest regions of like mental illness because we're not allowing people to live in reality. Mm -hmm. In your own body, in reality. And I think sometimes, like, the expectations of mothers and wives, already it's been hard from the beginning. I mean, just your universal givers. I mean, I'm sorry. But <laughs> it's, you know, like, how many, I know so many wives there, like, right now especially. And I'm not, like, trying to make a stereotype, like, all mothers are not working. But it's kind of like your home is your kind of the, the place where you work. And now their husbands are home. And and so they're thinking there's going to be like partnership, you know, yeah. dishes and stuff like that. There's so many mothers that are struggling right now because it's like, um, like when you're away from work and I'm doing everything, that's fine. But like, it's really hard yeah. <laughs> when you're here and, and yeah. it's like, and I'm like, can you get, can you like change the diaper? And then it's like, oh, you're just going to read that book while I'm doing everything. I mean, there's just a lot <laughs> yeah. of that right now. So it's interesting because we're, we're being asked to like go into our hearts and really think about, um. Like, okay, God, what are you calling me to as a mother, as a wife? Where do I need to say, like, this expectation is actually unrealistic? Where do I need to say that, um, like, be weak in front of my husband, not angry in front of my husband. Yeah. But weak in front of my husband to say, like, hey, you know how I always look like I had it together? No. But, like, I always had this, and it is really hard. And I always liked it that it, you didn't see the weak parts of my day. You know, when I just needed to lie on the couch for a second before mm-hmm. I just went and cleaned up all the toys or, yeah. um, it's kind of like right now we're in this interesting zone where, um, it's where might, we might realize where we haven't been fully um, known to our own spouses. Mm-hmm. And, um, that means like we might have to ask ourselves, like, what am I needing to present? And, what am I needing to, like, where do I need to be received in vulnerability, even from my own spouse? Mm-hmm. 
And maybe right now it's like your spouse is so vulnerable that you don't feel like you can be vulnerable. Like you have to be the strong one or there's so many different situations, but I'm just hearing a lot from others about this specifically. And if it doesn't come out in truth, it's going to come out in bitterness. Yeah. So I think that we often, we think, oh, there's no way I can be true. But who are you being true with? Like, just ask yourself, like, who are you being true with? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say, oh, I'm, I'm reading the Bible in the morning, so I'm being true. Like, who are the people in your life right now that are in your life every single day? Like, if you're not being true with them, like, really true with them, if there's a part of you that's going into the bathroom and you're on the floor, like, ready to cry because it's all going to fall apart, there might be, like, um, integration necessity that has to happen. Like you might need to be like, okay, why am I like this? Like, why am I, why do I not feel free to be weak in front of the people I spend every day with? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think when we can be ourselves in front of the people we spend every day with, Mm -hmm. then people who come into that, they will feel free. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. And I don't even, I'm not even like, I I just feel like that's the question because here's the thing. When we're all working outside of the home, we could have two people. It's great. Mm -hmm. Like a breather, like I'm breathing. I'm like, I'm like, Oh good. Like I have this breath. Yeah. Kendra's really good at that. She, she's like, I am. What? (laughs) You're really good at being vulnerable and being real and allowing others to be real in front of you and with you. You are. Thank you. you allow others to open up. Have you, do you see yeah, that in her too? Definitely. Yeah. Because you're so, it, th- there is no facade. It because is your just, house is messy, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just, no, it's sorry. genuine. <laughs> Actually, it's really clean in here. No, this, is, this, is, this is a real, real It's oh, real clean. Over Thanksgiving break, I took time to like, you know, kind of clean up a little bit. And yeah. then Megan's come up with Wow, it's so clean. <laughs> like, it's so surprised. Like, what thing? No, it, it's, it's not just, like, picked I'm not up. By like, it, you, it, it's just, it's calming in here. Well, and hey. I know it's very beautiful. Like, you've done a great job of yeah, decluttering, and I like I it. I talked about a lot of toys. <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous is what it is because my house is chaotic oh, right now. No, no but not, not because kind. your house is clean, but because you just do a really beautiful job of being you and allowing people to be themselves in your presence. Thank you. In your presence. Sounds like you're like some (laughs) royalty. I mean, in (laughs) friendship with you and real relationship, not fake, you know? And I think another big part of it too, that you said earlier is so often we aren't even allowing ourselves to be real in our prayer life. Like we're putting up, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in prayer. And I'm going to read this and I'm going to pray for this person, but we're never just really allowing our hearts to open mm-hmm. in that place. So if we're not open with the Lord, who, who else are we going to be open with? We, right. W- where can we be ourselves if yeah. not with him? Yeah. I think we need to be fully open and, um, raw with the Lord before we can do it in our own homes with our spouses and our children. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah, know, because you need to know, because what every, what do you, you, are. you, every person and what do you want to give to your children is that when you're at your worst, I still love you. Like yeah. that is the beginning of, of freedom. That's the beginning of knowing that we're loved. Like mm-hmm. the lie that hits so many people is like, if you knew who I really was, you wouldn't love me. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, <laughs> like we might find evidence to that. Like I, I was trying to be my real self and that person rejected me or mm-hmm. because we're all growing. I mean, we're all growing. Like there's no, so I do agree with you that it needs to be God, but I think you need a company in that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's hard to go from 
you know, from a habit, like maybe it was even, we were even trained, like you keep everything in, like you, you don't, you don't show weakness. Like that's, that can be a training in us that we've had for so long. Like, how do you get out of that? How do you get rewired? I think there's friendship is a very important part of that. Um, a friend, like the safe, like trusted my, my trusted circle, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that when I can be loved in my worst place, then I am loved. And that's the gift. Like if we don't know we're loved by God in our worst place, we can't give that. Mm-hmm. Because if I think I have to justify myself to God, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be strict on my kids. I'm going to be strict. Like it's going to trickle down to everyone. Yeah. It's going to be in my judgments of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be in so many things because I'm nervous. Yeah. But if I'm like, yes, God knows who I am. Like he's seen me naked, you know, like really and truly. <laughs> yeah. And I've even fought with him and we've been real. Um, then that becomes the beginning because then your, your own heart becomes your safe place. Mm-hmm. So right now for so many people, they're scared to even like take time in their heart because it's yeah. a really cluttered area. Well, well, I think, I think that's a grace that's been given to us throughout this pandemic is that we're being forced to slow down and to kind of look at ourselves in the mirror in a new, different way in right. our world and who we are. And, you know, maybe being even uncomfortable with the stillness and the quiet and the shift of things. It's right. interesting. And the whole world is going through it. That's what is so cool to me. Like that's, mm-hmm. there's intentionality behind this. Yep. Yes, it stinks, but God is so big in this because the whole world right now is, but it's also amazing. Like people can still be really busy. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I think it's a, it's an invitation, but it's not, you're not being forced to it right now. Mm-hmm. You might be for, you might have some circumstances taken away, like, uh, certain things that you're always doing, driving to this game, driving to that, driving mm-hmm. to this, but. And I think who God the father is though, like the gentleman. Oh who, yeah. Yeah. He, he never forces us. Yeah. Um, I think it's an invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was, if somebody was saying, well, how do I even begin? Like, how yeah. do I even start? Um, when I, I would always actually tell when I was teaching, I would tell students, like, maybe they didn't feel like they believed in God or wherever. They, I said, if you make a commitment of honesty with yourself first, and if I got into it, like, if you begin, if I said today, like, I'm going to start being honest with myself. And that means, like, okay, you wake up grumpy. What does this look like? Okay, you wake up grumpy. You wake up, and you're like, I'm grumpy. Instead of, like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, not yeah. to like the whole world, but it's allowing myself to be where I am, mm-hmm. presenting that to God and moving from there. Because we, we're actually masters of self-deceit. And I think if we mm-hmm. really measured ourselves to find out like how many times we lie to even ourselves, mm-hmm. um, it's a good exercise to, to start being truthful, like truthful, being truthful is very important in this process and not truth has to be there to be authentic. And, um, there's so much illusion right now. Everywhere. And I think for many people, the most difficult thing is they cannot find the truth of what's even happening in the world and politics. Like, what mm-hmm. is the truth? So what even can I do? Who they are. I mean, yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday. Because um, we're going through the Jesse tree and, you know, day two was on God creating Adam and Eve and how he created them naked without shame and this stuff. And it, it, it kind of led me to reflect a little bit on how the enemy has started to, you know, distort our identities um, where there's so many options and um, you can choose not to 
be either or anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I right, mean? And right. it's it's like then then last night I had the beautiful opportunity to go to my holy hour because they're trying to get it back. Oh nice. Yes, I'm oh, so excited. Um and so I sat before the Lord and was like, My identity in you is my anchor. Mm-hmm. That is my anchor. That is my root of everything. And and it broke my heart for the people that have, you know, been lied to and also given into this lie of you don't have to know who you are. You right. know what I mean? Does that make sense? Right. It's kind of it's kind of like if we give the world right now, like whenever you don't feel comfortable, you can just change your identity. Like right. I can just change my identity. Um, like I'm just going to try out a bunch of different identities, see which one works for me. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to the fact like there there is an actual loved identity yeah. that mm-hmm. God loved into creation. Yeah. That I get to share with the world. First of all, I get to experience myself. Just that that I am loved is the first part of my identity. It also makes it utilitarian. Like our identity is part of what we do, right? We're human beings, not human doings, you know? <laughs> um, so this, you know, that's really kind of Advent in a way. It's like this being in, in expectation. Um, I'm not going to give myself identity. Like I don't give myself identity. So that's, I'm sorry, America. I know <laughs> you do, but like, let's just, let's just be pen for a second. Like that, what if? Just what if I'm saying America because that's like the whole American dream is like you just can become anything you ever wanted to be. Yeah. But like taken to the extreme without any, without any, um, it is just ungodly self-reliance. Like that's Mm -hmm. what it is. Like let's just call it for what it is. Like taken to the extreme, being a good pioneer and and being industrious, that's beautiful. But when we say those words, like, what do you really mean when you say you can be anything you want to be? I want to be a dog today. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) what does that mean? There are certain things I cannot be. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Because actually, I don't know if you've ever been to a store that has way too many possibilities. You stand there looking at all of them and it's exhausting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like actually. Cable options. Yeah. It's like, I'm just not going to watch cable. Yeah. Because just turn the TV off. <laughs> I spend 30 minutes trying to find something. And then by the time I find something, there's five minutes left of it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's the love of God <laughs> to give us skin. It's the love of God yeah. to give us limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Because in that limitation, I can go deep Freedom. and receive and grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um. But I guess I, if I was going to say, like, you've kind of covered a lot of ground, you know, like, just we went here, we went here, yeah. went to France, came back. Um, <laughs> it's Advent. And there's different people thinking, like, how do we live? They're so exhausted of being with their family, they don't even have the energy to, like, can you guys, like, leave for a week so I can be like, okay, it's Advent. Yeah. No. But it's, um, like, how do we enter into this Advent? Uh, one of the things that God put on my heart this morning was... Um, you know, about like kind of staying awake, but waking up our desires again. Mm. So when we're in this kind of, we've been a weary year mm-hmm. and, uh, maybe it's been a weary five years for people who knows. Yeah. But there's ways in which we let our desires die because like, because it hurts to hope. And the line from one of the Christmas, I'm like, this is the year where we need a, a, a savior. Like think about that line, um, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. We talked about this on another podcast. Oh, (laughs) carry on. But I really am um, struck by that, that let your desires be the manger that Jesus can enter into. And what does that mean? Maybe it's a desire for like how you want your marriage to be that you've had in your heart and you just stopped hoping because you just gave up. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a desire for a child that you had, one of your daughters, your sons that maybe is far away or... This isn't responding with the love that you 
you're giving. Or maybe it's a desire for a mission that you have or a ministry that you like it's been on your heart forever, mm-hmm. but it's like it hurts too much to hope that this is the time. Like just imagine, like just really kind of imagine um, a crash or a crib that your desires, like you're laying them down to be the thing that re- receives Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, so like, you know, for all the mothers who have given birth, you know, like when you give birth, you have to see how far you're dilated. And if you're not dilated far enough, then you have to go back and you have to like, oh my gosh, can walk the please? shame out of the hospital. Yeah. But you know, but you like yeah. really want it. And, and I always think of like, God, he, he has, needs to stretch our desire in order yeah. to, to give us the very thing that, that we want. Mm-hmm. Like if he gives you something that you want and it's like the first like, Oh God, I want this. Okay. Ta-da. You know, um, it's like the desire is not so open. You're not dilated enough to receive the gift that he wants to give. So I think I I would just come against like any lie that like God holds back on us mm-hmm. and really encourage even to take a moment to journal. Like, what are my desires? Like, what do I really desire? Maybe you're like at this point, like I have stopped desiring. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just to bring that to the Lord because I'm just so tired. Like, I'm just so tired. Can I just have an hour of sleep? I desire an hour of sleep, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, or maybe it's, I'm just tired of hoping because it's so discouraging what's happening in the world. I truly believe that this time is given to those who have hope. If you have hope, you can build right now. While the rest of the world is distracted and nervous, and those who hope will lead. Mm-hmm. Those who hope will lead. I love that. And I just think about your journey to France because you you had hope that you were going to go, mm-hmm. and you acted upon it. Right. Like I would have, you know, in the, in the whole discernment, like Lord, if you don't want this to happen. Take it away from me. And then the first time it didn't happen, like, okay, thank you, God. That was my answer. Goodbye. I'm done. <laughs> right. But you pressed on. You pressed into that hope because God planted that seed and there was truth in it. And you knew that, like, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying and keep trying. I just felt like the final door hadn't closed yet. And yeah. so I felt like God was, because somebody said after the my first my first trip, you know, not everyone is going to be able to stand in the same uncertainty as you. You have to realize mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be very few friends that can that can stay in the uncertainty of your own hope. Right. Mm. But I had somebody that they drove me to the airport. It didn't work. They're like, Oh, it's not God's will. Like there was so um, absolute about it that it, it was like, it actually hurt me a little bit actually, but yeah. it also challenged me because I was like, Lord, is this like, is this, is that the sign I was supposed to take? And I was like, well, I haven't like the doors have not all closed. Yeah. Like it's like you're walking and you're two feet from your door. Like, in northern Saskatchewan, where I grew up, or in the farmlands, whenever there was a blizzard, some people would be walking home, and they would die two feet from their door. Like, this oh is a gosh. thing. Like, you're so close, but you can't see it. Wow. It's real. Wait, wait, wait. They couldn't see their front door? Yes, because the, the whiteout of snow. snow. I know, oh. this is Texas. But yes, yes, I know. So, but, but, like, what? there's stories about, there's, there's so many stories. Wow. Like, you're just so close. You're so close. Yeah. And I just realized, like, look, once we have given everything we have, it's First of all, even if it doesn't come to pass, like sometimes God can put you on a mission and it's, it's like not for, uh, like you have to be detached from the result. Like what if mm-hmm. God wanted me to, he wanted to just like, like, like Abraham, like go take your son up this mountain and do this. And it's mm-hmm. like, praise God, you know, he mm-hmm. didn't have to, but sometimes God is, is growing something in us for another thing. And that, in that space that, that, you know, that whole cloud, this big space for some gift to be received. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. I hadn't run out of my options. I wasn't grasping because one of my biggest principles mm-hmm. of discernment is receive and don't grasp. Yes. So like Eve grasped. So I didn't grasp, but I still had in my own, I still had to follow through 
Yeah. You had to act on the receiving. Like I had to follow through and I was listening. Hands out to receive. Yeah. Yes. And I had, and I was listening, but I was also like, I still had to make the phone calls. I still have people. I can try this. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good. Like you still have to call the doctor. Yeah. You still have to go to the appointment. Even if that gift of the healing, Healing. you have to make the step to get the healing. Even if that's a gift from God. Right. Like same kind of idea. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, um, but I just, I guess it's like, wake up your, your dreams, your desires, because mm-hmm. our desires speak of who we are. And the thing is our ultimate desire is God, right? So even if your desire is purified, you're like, well, I desire this and never happened. But even that act of like following through with that desire has opened me up for more greatness. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm someone who I'm very hopeful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all know that about me. I, I love have. it. Yeah. I, I mean, I had hopes that pandemic was going to be over by Easter Sunday and we were all going to go like rushing back into mass and enjoy Jesus and just be in his presence. Yeah, that didn't happen, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm a very hopeful person, but it's hard to hope sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between, um, like hope, like the hope of the earth, like the optimism, like, like it's going to get better. My brother, Father Joshua, he's super optimistic. He's always like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's good, it's going to be happy. Like, he's like, kind of like, mm-hmm. he floats over the difficulties, and mm-hmm. it's his personality, and I have learned to love him for that. Um, um, and then there's, then that kind of hope that is, okay, but what is the hope? So if that's a lesser hope, right? So you wanted to, all of us to come back, but underneath is still this deep hope of, like, us partaking in what Christ wants to give. And maybe, even though I have that hope, it didn't happen is going to push me to be even more creative. Like, well, then how am, how are we supposed to be united with Christ? Like, yeah. how are we? And so when we, it's kind of like a treasure hunt of hope mm-hmm. because maybe this hope that I had, it didn't come to pass. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of people like, I, I thought, you know, I hoped that certain things would be over when they were over and they yeah. didn't. So, um, I think the key is that when the thing I hope for on earth doesn't happen, none of that hope is wasted yeah. and there's a hope mm. that's even greater. So like, it's not yeah. natural to say goodbye. It's not natural to be separated because we're meant for heaven. We're meant for communion. So if I keep pressing toward my hope, I'm pressing towards heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm pressing towards the thing that, that cannot disappoint. Yeah. And yes, human hope, humans disappoint. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. But God doesn't disappoint. Yeah. And sometimes we think he does. And so we need to fight with him. Because I think when we fight with God in truth, that's a great place of honesty. Mm-hmm. Like where we have felt disappointed in our hope, there's nothing more beautiful to Christ that you bring that to him. Yeah. And I just want to, like the last thing I, I, I guess I would want to say is thinking about Noah, um, whether people think it's a true story or not, let's just take it for <laughs> a story. But um, here is this man, you know, God, right before the story of Noah, the, the most sad words ever in the Bible and God regretted having created man mm-hmm. um what a sad word and some people might feel that about where we are right now but the beautiful thing is that there was this man named noah who was listening to god and who was crazy enough to build an ark when there was no rain and that action was it about the ark was it about the animals perhaps but for me, I see Noah as a comfort to God. Noah was somebody wow. that God could look and say, here is someone. Like, this is worth all of humanity. He trusts me. Yep. Trust. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. hope and trust go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even when what I hope for, the way I think it's going to happen, doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. The roots of hope are trust. And so, and that trust is the greatest gift I can give God. And like, that's for me, if I was like summarizing, that's the gift I've been called to give. Christ is trust. Yeah. I give you permission to be yourself in me. I, I like, I will trust you. And it's crazy. And maybe not every person's called to live this way, but this is the way that you have called me. I want to be just the person that you look down and say, this is somebody who trusts me Yeah, mm-hmm. with everything. I, you know, I have this crazy story of going through all this suffering and having some moments where God was saying like, I'm right here with you. You are well taken care of and you are loved. And then I would have months of heartache. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's this beautiful, you know, this beautiful gift from God. Well, I'm back in that same place of hope is hard. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I think sometimes we hear people tell these stories and we think everything is perfect and wonderful, but hope is still hard sometimes. But God is even bigger than that. And sometimes I have to go back and remind myself of who he is. And, and he's, he's shown me. It's Mm -hmm. not like he hasn't been there. It's not like I haven't seen it. I mean, my goodness, he parted the Red Sea so I could walk through it. Like that is so real. Yeah. Right. Um, but I bet that there's other people out there that, that hope is hard for them right now, too. Yes. Yeah. And this season of waiting, you know, Advent, Advent is a time of waiting, right? And we can get so overrun by commercialism and Christmas and, and all, the, all the things. But I'm trying to remind myself that he's in the waiting. Mm. That it's yeah. these moments where, I know, that song, I have it on repeat in my house. Yeah. He's in the waiting. Like, Please stop being in the waiting. I know. <laughs> Can I find you somewhere else, Lord? I have to find you in the waiting. But we can miss that. Like, I can miss that. I can completely gloss over who he is in the waiting and forget that he's there and forget to seek him. So I'm trying really hard. It's kind of funny. I love God because he, like, messes with me. <laughs> he's so personal, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and when I'm not listening, he just... Like, will completely change everything, like, take things out of my line of sight, so I have to listen to him. And have you ever seen that image of the little girl, and she's, like, holding onto her her teddy bear? Yes. And Jesus has his hands out saying, give it to me. And behind, and she's like, but I, I don't want to. And she says, it's all that I have. Like, I want this. Yeah. And behind his back, he has a gigantic teddy bear. Mm. He's just, like, saying, trust me. So that, that was me this week. I had bought a um, Blessed Is She uh, Advent devotional. And I love this time of Advent and Lent because I can't, I am prone to wander. I am prone to forget Mm -hmm. that I'm prone to, to leave that time that I love with him, which is like sitting in my chair and praying and journaling. And and I'll forget about it for Mm -hmm. like six weeks, eight weeks. Like I'll forget until one of these times comes back around. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this devotional. And you had said to me multiple times, Esther, that we don't need those devotionals. We just need Jesus in scripture and just listen to his word. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go with the devotional <laughs> because I need that. I'm not I need... against any blessed issue devotional <laughs> no, you're or, no, you're or not. like abiding you... together. Anything. No. I, I respect it all. You do. You do. But you're <laughs> yeah. like, it's okay to just sit with the Lord in scripture yeah. too. And I was like, I don't, don't want to do that. But so I didn't listen and I bought it anyways. And I bought two for my daughters too, because I wanted them to have them. And you guys, I lost it. Like, it is gone. I can't find it. It may never come back. I have no idea where this darn thing is. And I was so mad the last 48 hours. I was, like, almost in tears walking all over my house looking for this darn devotional. 
And I felt the Lord say, I just want you to come with me in scripture. Like, I just want you to sit with me Mm -hmm. in the Bible and read. Just open up Luke and read it with me. And this is literally my prayer. Fine, God, I'll do it if you want me to, but (laughs) then I'm going to find it after that, right? Like, this is going to be where I find it after this. So I sat there and I prayed and I read the scripture and it was beautiful. And I journaled and I hadn't opened that journal. Wow. I think I've journaled twice this whole semester. Well, it's been and a pretty packed semester. That's a big deal for you. It's a big deal yeah, for me. It's a big me. deal for you. And yeah. I went back and I read my words that I'd written before, and I was like, man. And I read the answers from the Lord, like mm. his answers in my journal where he wrote back yeah. to me. Yeah. Why am I not spending that time with him in that that prayer? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm as I'm writing my journal, I was like, well, Lord, was that never meant for me in the first place? Was I supposed to give it to someone else? And I heard him say, yeah, I want you to give it to Rachel. Rachel's mm. my neighbor. So, Okay. Like, I'll give it up. It's going to be, like, right on the table when you I go know. Right? I know. I'm waiting I'm so for that moment where, where it's, it like, appear. It hasn't appeared yet. <laughs> I, you're trying to trick God into a pe- I will right? give it to Rachel. Yeah. If you should, I, should I, you should I, cross I, behind your back, I'll give it to Rachel. I will no. gratefully give it up. Well, honestly, I just no. want I want to find the journal so I can give it to my kids. I'll <laughs> <laughs> still the process. No. But it was, like, this reminder of, I don't need this structure. I just need him. And I just yeah. needed to surrender my heart. And to remember to come back to him in that moment of a prayer and of scripture. And I'm excited to see what he does with it. I love that so much. So Thank you for sharing that. I'm in a prayer group right now that I've been part of. Uh, it's kind of a community prayer community, Anointed Life. And uh, we've been doing for the last three weeks, um, we pray every morning. I mean, whether you can make it or not for it for some time. But we've actually yeah. started the first hour with just silence together and and. Music and silence. and just A whole letting, hour yeah. silence. At first we thought, oh, it's only going to be wow. 20 minutes. But it's amazing because it's the, the revelation and the consolation and the beautiful gift that God is giving to this. Like, we were only going to do it for a week and everyone's like, we can't go back. And this is like through Zoom, right? Yeah. That's we can't amazing. go back. We can't go back. And so they're just there's just been so much fruit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why am I sharing that? Is that I think that God is trying to say, like, I myself will shepherd my people. Yes. Right now, there is such a there's so many ways to be discouraged, mm-hmm. and there's systems that are being purified, and it's hard when our our heroes fall, and it's hard when um, you know maybe the priest you love you know or he made a mistake or this thing happened and it's like oh man another one bites the dust like can mm-hmm. I please just have somebody I can follow that's not God you know but you know <laughs> and, but like represents God but I feel like God is you know removing. Not in a bad way, but like he's removing mediators because he wants to shepherd his people himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to say that like we should be cynical or that we shouldn't love uh, like leadership. I think that God is walking us through a time where he's like, when are you going to let me speak to you? Mm-hmm. Unmediated. Yeah. Here we are mediating him right, right. now. <laughs> no, but, but, like, truly, but no, but like that sense of like, you know, we can kind of... Um, without realizing it, idolize. Like I can tell you how many of my own heroes fell. Like, yeah. like I, I started to idolize this person and I just love them. They're so amazing. And then like, Oh, uh, that one. Oh no. Another one. I'm like, please just don't touch Pope Benedict. Please. No, but like, <laughs> yeah. but like, it's like, like, you know, like in the church, like the, this report comes out like that thing. And, and it's like, you can sit in this place of, ugh. Mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Jesus didn't change and he's still there. And he has so much love to give. And I really think like, if we really, each of us, took the time to be with him, we, through your own hearts, a church will be rebuilt. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes. And it's coming from the homes. Like the church is going to be yeah. rebuilt from the domestic church, which is from your hearts, ladies, like your hearts. I promise you, like your heart is the thing that creates your home. And that I'm not negating the role of a father or a husband. I am not. But there's a particular role always from the beginning of time for the woman in the temple, like the virgin, the mother, the virgin mother, like Mary, like the, the nobility of the heart, the true heart that can speak like Judith, going back to Judith, mm. who, who was in a place of that rest with the Lord. Mm. And because she was, she could speak the truth even to men that were like the, the power structure of the time. And they said she has spoken from a true heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it comes from a place of rest and it comes from a place of that silence with the Lord. And there are times where devotions, we do need them because we just need the, the help of them. Mm-hmm. But I think God is very jealous for us right now. Yeah. I think it had become a crutch for me in some ways. Like I thought I could only access the Lord during those times when those devotions were written. Uh, Interesting. So, so only during yeah. Lent and Advent. But that's and like a different kind of idol, there, right? Like It's a different it, kind of idol. I was about yeah. to say, I think I turned the devotion itself into yeah. an idol. Wow. And and almost like hoping and wanting that intimacy with the Lord again and thinking I could only get it through that devotion. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, nope, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not yeah, how I'm going to come up. to you today. Yeah, <laughs> We can do that in marriage. You can do that in marriage too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. this is like the one, this is how we, you know, this is like there's new ways to connect, new ways to love. And voila. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, oh, so much to unpack. <laughs> I feel like I need to go yeah. back and listen to this over and over. Yeah. Esther always has um, just so much of the Holy Spirit to share with all of us. So. Yeah. And I'm so excited to have her back because she didn't even get to the story of how she blew up her house. Oh, that's or, a classic, <laughs> classic. or anything of, of your ministry and the oh, beautiful man, work you so do. Beautiful there's, yeah. this is just a little taste of Esther. There's so much more yeah, yeah. that we'll have someday. Well, thank you, friend. Thank, thank you all for coming. Thank you for stepping out and for following your desires and for what you're giving. So God bless you both. Thank you thank too, friend. You too. We're praying for you all. Pray all right. for us. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. Wow, you guys, I told you, I told you we were going to go there, that she was going to give us an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and to be really honest with who we are. Like, who are you honest with? Are you honest with yourself? Are you um, hiding things from the people around you? Like, these are some things we can think of from this conversation. And for me, this is one of those where the next day I thought, oh man, what did I say? (laughs) I was just sitting in a room with two people that I love and letting the Holy Spirit move. And I think I shared more than I planned to, but that's okay because it was genuine. It was real, like real emotion. And I mean, I know I'm not the only one struggling with hope, right? There's probably more of you out there. But good news, the Lord has given me so much hope since last week when we recorded this. And uh, my husband has been healthy for eight days straight, which is amazing. And we're super excited. But this is a time when we can hope. Like, the Lord wants you to have hope, too. And that's that's what Advent's about, right? It's giving our hearts an opportunity to believe that He is bigger and stronger than whatever it is we're dealing with. And that in this tiny little manger, in this town, in the middle of nowhere, that that the the Lord could come as a king, but as a tiny baby. And he desires to be the center of our worlds and the center of our hearts. And he desires for us to be open and honest with him and with the people around us. So I hope, (laughs) my hope for you is that you are still holding on to hope, whatever that is, even 
if it feels hard this Advent season. All right, guys, this has been wonderful, and we have really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed listening to Esther on our podcast, guess what? She is on another podcast this week, too. She's been a busy gal. So our friends, James and Nikki Moncada, have a podcast, not James Moncada, James Longoria, have a podcast called The Late to Church Podcast. And James is the worship leader for our His Beloved Ministry. So if you've ever been to one of our live events, you have heard James play, and he sings like an angel. And Nikki is one of my amazing, wonderful friends, too. We all uh, met together at a retreat about 10 years ago, and they are super fun. So this week, they have Esther, and I highly recommend their podcast every week, but especially this one. She talks about her heart for men, and it's a completely different conversation than the one she had with us. And she just talks about how men are suffering right now, and um, how the Lord really wants to be there for them. And I really highly recommend you listen to it too. And I will link it in the show notes. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy God that they Sunday. Bye-bye.